Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurad. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 39 Uncensored in Southwest Florida and beyond. And we have a really special podcast today. We have one of my really good friends, longtime friends, Curtis Clay from Henry County, working from Henry County uh, School System. He's assistant director for the school safety and security for Henry County School District. Did I get that title right? You got it perfect. Yeah. So, Curtis. We've known each other for a long time. What do you think about coming to Naples and, and getting in the studio? Very long time. Um, Naples is, you know, it's a sh- culture shock for me coming from Glades and Henry County. We're rural. This is a lot of people here, but this studio is beautiful. You, you know, you, you got it going on. You know, you've been doing big things for most of your career, and you're just continuing on with that game, man. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Curtis. I appreciate that. And the reason why we bring Curtis here today is Curtis is running for Glades County Sheriff. Big, big step, Long great time opportunity for you. And we're going to talk a little bit about how we know each other. And I think you're going to be the man for that job. I think so. I think I've, I've got the training, the experience and the background. I've worked for it. It's something I've been going after for a long time. And um, I definitely think I'm the best man for the job. And I, once I get it, I'm going to do big things. You know, politics is crazy. As you know, I'm running for a position here in Collier County, supervisor of elections. Uh, I'm super excited about it. And I meet, I'm meeting a ton of really neat people. What? inspired you or what gave you the idea and what motivated you to run for glades county sheriff it's kind of corny um you know i never thought i'd be in this position but you know my career in law enforcement and all the things that i've done i've got 10 grandbabies seven of them are living there in glades county and they're in the school system yeah i've got four children living there in glades county and what i've watched is glades county's public services have started to deteriorate I want to say about eight years ago when the last sheriff before Mr. Harden stepped down, um, I wanted to run then, Tim, but I just, I feel like I wasn't ready. I feel like I could do the law enforcement stuff with my eyes closed, but I had to do more. So I went ahead and went back to college. I got my um, bachelor's degree in emergency management and then my master's degree in criminal justice administration. So I actually run an office. I could do the cop stuff. I needed to do the administrative stuff. And I was actually looking to run next term, but the things are getting so serious there. We have methamphetamine coming in. Um, that we decided now's the time. You know, we got to start making changes now before it gets to where I can't turn it around. Yeah, no good point. And uh, again, people ask me that all the time. Why am I running for Collier County Supervisor of Elections? And I tell them, I said, listen, we want to make a difference in the community. I retired from the sheriff's office after 31 years, uh, committed my life to public safety, security, and what better opportunity is to convey that and put that in and be a part of the community as the supervisor of elections. It's it's a position of integrity, and I really want to make that difference. And I know you, and then let's talk a little bit about how far we go back. Well, you know, we've it's been a long time, man. We're over 20-something years, you know, and that's back when you were we were doing gangs, you know, is when it really started out. And Cut from the same cloth, Tim. We're from the law enforcement officers that we got into the job because it was a calling because we wanted to make a difference. This wasn't a job we took because we we're going to get rich. It wasn't a job we took because, you know, 
everything was going to happen for us so it was easy. We took this job because we truly wanted to help the communities we were working and living in. And, you know, we got into the nitty gritty our, our entire career. I mean, you did the same with gangs and worked up with the youth and then continuing into administration and in all your skill sets, you were able to give back to the young cops coming up. I followed the same path, just not in Collier County. I did it in Hendry, you know, and I mean, we've touched base back and forth. And then on top of that, both of us became instructors and we were teaching for the attorney general's office for years, again, mentoring and building up the young law enforcement officers that are coming in. And it hits on my strong point, which is school safety and security. You know, I've been teaching school resource officers for over 10 years, all of them in the state of Florida. And it's just, it's what I love. It's, it's what saved my life. My school resource officer and my wrestling coaches, what made me what I am today. Yeah, amazing stories. And you're right. You know, we do this because we have a passion, right? We've been doing this. I, I was in the military, got in law enforcement. And we, you and I both, we don't just go to work and take it and call it as a nine to five. Absolutely not. Uh, it's it's part of our life. And, and teaching for the Office of Attorney General for the state, I've been doing it for 20 plus years. You do it every year. We see yeah. each other. We have a passion for you're teaching law enforcement officers, teaching people why it's so important to, you know, have safe schools, have safe streets, have safe communities. Absolutely. The biggest thing I'll lay on is the integrity, Tim. You know, like you said, went to the military, come and got in law enforcement, same path. And it's all about integrity. People that use those careers and those line of work, you know, we're looking to make things better. We're not scared of getting into the mix. We're not scared of standing up for the right thing. We're not scared to say, hey, what's going on here is wrong and we need to fix it. And not only that, pulling our boots up and getting in there and helping fix it. You know, across the board throughout my career, I've always been trying to be innovative. I've always tried to find how to make things better. I do not believe in status quo. If I'm not getting better, I'm getting worse. There's no such thing as status quo staying the same. And I've held that that belief my entire career. And we've seen that with the rewrites and all the different training we've done with the attorney general's office and all the different training that's and the way law enforcement has changed throughout the years. Yeah. I think no matter what position you in, you're in, whether it's a, you know, a sheriff, whether it's a supervisor of elections, you know, whether it's a commissioner, there's always opportunity to improve. Absolutely. Always opportunity to bring people together, work as a team. And you know, in law enforcement, we have to work with the community every day. What are some things that you're going to do, Curtis, to, you know, get out in the community and, and take that sheriff's office, Glades County Sheriff's Office, to the next level? Glades County is a unique community. It's very small. It's extremely rural. And, you know, so community policing is like ingrained. It has to be because you, you don't have a lot of people. But something that I'm going to do differently is it, it's I'm doing it right now. It's getting involved. It's being involved even after hours. Like you said, it, it, this is not a job. I've never had a job where I've considered it. Oh, it's five o'clock. I go on about my life and nothing happens. No, my phone's always on me. My wife hates it. It, it rings all the time. You know, I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to be at the community meetings. I'm going to be involved at the schools. The biggest thing I'm going to do is I'm going to completely change the school safety and security setting in Glades County because I will make sure they have a top notch I will say nationally recognized school resource officer program with my agency. But the key, you said it, it's collaboration. It's getting out there and working with the community, finding those community leaders and finding out what they need and helping them make it happen. It's not about what I want. It's about what the community needs and how I can help the community make it happen. 
biggest thing we can do is get out there and get involved and listen. Listen and then act to what's being said to us. Listen, learn, and leadership. I think that's the key. Listen, learn, and leadership. And one thing I know that you always have been accessible, right? Yes, sir. When people have a concern, if they have a problem, they have an issue, this phone is, that's embedded in our DNA, DNA, right? So that's embedded in us. So people can call us. It's not like call Tim, call a secretary, call assistant, call Tim Jurek. You got it. I'm going to be on the phone. We're going to set up a meeting. We're going to address your concerns. And you as a sheriff, I know you enough. I know that's exactly what you're probably going to do. And I, I know Curtis, you, you call, we'll come. That's how it is. And like I tell him, one of my, I have three C's in my campaign. Competent, um, you know, is one of them. But the first one is candid. I'm going to talk to you. I mean, you may not like my answer, but me and you as a citizen are going to sit down and work through the problem. We're going to find a solution that works for both of us. And the only way I can do that is by talking to you. I'm going to answer the phone. I'm going to be in my office. And if I'm not, I'm going to come find you where you're at and we're going to solve the problem. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Now, we know there's a lot of challenges in law enforcement today, probably harder now than than ever to be a police officer in this country. Recruitment, Absolutely. getting people involved, retention. getting the right people, retention. What are you going to do to make sure that you have enough men and women in your agency to do the job? Well, as you know, that's a problem across the state with all law enforcement. It's an even more severe problem in a rural community like mine where our salaries and pay do not equal the coast. You know, people leave Henry and Glades County all the time to go to Collier County, Lee County, Palm Beach County because your salaries are so much higher than ours. Here's what I'm going to do. I was very much a part of starting the Criminal Justice Academy at the Clewiston High School. Ms. Peterson came in and started a criminal justice exposure program. I changed it into an academy. When I left Clewiston and went back to work for Henry County, I started that same program at LaBelle High School. I'm going to start that exact same program at Moorhaven High School when I win sheriff. I'm going to build our youth in our community from the time they get into high school to the time they graduate for a job in public service. And then I'm going to hire them right out of high school. And then I'm going to train them some more. And then what happens is they've already got their roots in our community, their families in our community, they live in our community, and they're going to want to stay in our community. That's one of my biggest keys that's going to help me with retention. And it's also going to help me with recruitment because I'm going to bring them right out of high school. So we certify our students in Clewiston and LaBelle. They walk out of high school with an E91 telecommunication certificate right out of high school. I can put them to work. In fact, you've started that program down here in Collier County, and the leader of your program is a young lady by the name of Brooke Sanchez, who was one of my high school students in Clewiston High School. And she now runs your program down here. Took it right off my model. Um, again, it's, it's, it's a great model. Big cities are using it. Why aren't small counties using it? Yeah, so it's a basically you need a feeder system. Absolutely, you need to expose the kids to, and I and I'm going to use the term here: expose them to the law enforcement community, public safety, public 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 service. Yeah, whether it's you know fire, EMS, everything, E nine one one, whatever it is, expose them early on, and then hopefully it'll funnel them right into your. Well, Tim, I was the director of the Florida Public Service Association for years across the state of Florida. There's schools, there's over 300 schools throughout the state of Florida, and we would bring them up for a conference every year and do competitions. I I helped build that program, the Florida Public Service Association, and that's exactly what we did. It's a feeder program for public safety. Public services, like what we like to call it, because the bottom line is, is we're here to serve the public. And we have wonderful programs in Henry County. I plan on having a wonderful program in Glades County, and that's teaching the youth back to what we've started to lose 
which is simple public service, going out doing doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. We all know there's issues, right? We all know there's drug issues absolutely throughout the country. Florida, we know is up there. Yes, right? yes. We know even rural counties, Glades County, uh, Collier County, even mm-hmm. in some parts of Collier County, you know, you have Henry County. What are you going to do specifically to identify and combat the drug issues in Henry County? Well, first off, I got an I got a lot of experience dealing with drugs. I have worked in narcotics. I understand how narcotics works. I've worked in addiction with one of your primary guys back in the years, Cliff Deutsch. I learned it from him, you know, and I know how all that works. But in Glades County, the biggest thing we need to look at is the underlying issues that are causing the drugs to get into our county. So we need to look at those like lack of jobs, um, lack of housing, um, people feeling desperate like they have no other outcome. But we do have 27 running right through the middle of Glades County, which is a corridor. You know that, you know. And so the other thing is to get these guys back in here and trained on how to properly do, you know, um, investigative traffic stops and look for these type of distribution or transporting narcotics that are taking place. You know, trafficking of narcotics is huge up and down 27. Um, Another thing is to be able to contact the right resources so that we can get canines and get them out there working 27. You know, that's a more long-term goal for me because right now Glades County is just simply hurting for basic manpower to cover shifts. You know, I don't have the funding or the manpower to do specialty units, but it doesn't mean I can't teach the officers that are working the shift on how to look for those things when they're doing their basic everyday job. And that's the difference, I believe. I believe that as you, as a sheriff of Glades County, I can actually educate my officers because that's what I do. I'm a trainer. I can actually train my officers on how to recognize these things. I have the experience. And the other thing is we're going to have a really, really good working relationship with Henry County because those are my peeps. That's who I work with right now. And, you know, obviously I have a lot of assistance that I can use from them and, and they are exploding and they're growing exponentially and improving that sheriff's office hand over hand. You know, Steve Wynn's doing great things. So basically go back to basics. Yes. Sir. And you have the ability, skills, knowledge to be able to from lead from the front. I right. can get out there and work. I'm and not going to go and put my feet up on a desk. Right there. You yeah. can be there. Sheriff. There. Boom, boom, boom. You got it. That's awesome. Yeah, and we're, and we're fortunate in Southwest Florida. We have Sheriff Carmine Mercino. We have Sheriff Rambosk. Um, we have Steve, uh, Sheriff Whitten. Uh, we've got some solid law enforcement leaders. Absolutely. And we're just, you know, Glades County, take it to the next level. Let's 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 improve on that. And, again, you talked talked about it and you drilled on school safety. Tell me a little bit about – I know you've been a, a front runner in the Guardian program. I know um, Henry County has as well. Or, or you part of that, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that and why you think that's going to be very successful in uh, – Glades. Well, the Guardian program is huge. And it's, you know, it's not the answer to all school safety and security problems. It's just one of the tools that we can use to help keep our kids safe. The bottom line is, is if we failed at our job and we didn't catch the red flags and God forbid something's happening, now we've got to stop it to save lives. And we've now learned from all the incidents that have taken place nationally that the faster you can respond and, and, and stop the bad guy from hurting people, the better it is. And we've seen with Stoneman Douglas that the response time is extremely important and that one SRO on a large campus just can't make it happen. So Sheriff Whitten, prior even to Stoneman Douglas, had started his um, Archangel, Archangel program and he had contacted, we spoke about it. And when I came back to work with him, he helped, He asked me to come in and work with this Guardian program. We developed it. We changed some things on it. And I think he has one of the best Guardian programs in the state of Florida. 
And I plan on expanding that program over in the Glades County. Now we use um, concealed carry. We, we have administrators on our campuses that, that are carrying firearms that are highly trained. I would put them up against any of my deputy sheriffs and their shooting skills. Um, they, sh they practice and train more on shooting skills than most regular law enforcement officers do, sadly. But um, they're good peoples. And now we also started our first uniformed guardian this year, which is that's the only job is to be on that campus, patrol those hard hallways and protect those students um, and faculty if we miss the red flag and don't prevent a, a school shooting and it starts to happen on our campus. Yeah, people ask me about the guardian program. And for those who listen, don't really know what it is. Um, basically, in a nutshell, it's somebody on campus that is armed. <laughs> it is. And, the, the key the key component to it and correct me if I'm wrong it's it's obviously the right person it is with the firearm and the proper training that's the key training is a key selection of the individual is number one we got to get the selection out once you get past that you got to take them out there and you've got to really find out if they're the right human being for the job and that happens during the training time you know we're even supported by the um, school safety council you know nationally um, he, he goes out and says hey Henry County is the program to look at um, we train our people, in my opinion, at a very high level. Now, I've been teaching firearms. I've been running SWAT teams for years. Um, and, you know, I feel my skill sets fairly well. But this is a whole different gambit. We, our, our guys learn single officer response to an active assailant. They learn 45, 90, 45. They learn the newest techniques available today. And not only that, we try them out. We, we test them. We make sure they're working. Um, we have a state-of-the-art um, facility um, simulator for them, for these guardians. I mean, Henry County has really put the work in to make this program work. Um, and I'm happy to have been able to work for the sheriff and make this happen. And I just hope to continue it right on into Glades County. Yeah. And that experience in knowing that program and being able to dovetail it into Glades is going to be a, a huge benefit for, for the, for the citizens of Glades County. Absolutely. Cause you, you got the, the, the backbone. And, and again, I tell, I run into that all the time with, with folks that ask me, you know, should I get a gun? Should I carry you know, and now with some changes in the recent law, I go, the big key of this is make sure you're trained, right? Yeah. Don't just go buy a gun. And, and I knew one lady, she just throws it in her purse, runs around yep. and like tells everybody where it's at. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of things you've got to understand. Are, are you prepared to do what you need to do when the time comes. Hey, there's a huge percentage of homeowners that are actually killed with their own weapons. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, everybody goes out to these little gun shows and fills out the paperwork and all of a sudden a concealed weapon carrier. We frown upon that. Um, Henry County also offers um, concealed weapons courses. I, I teach concealed weapons courses privately on the side and it's an intensive course. You know how to use your weapon. That's the key. Training is the key. I mean, we in Henry County and, and myself believe strongly in teaching people how not to be victims. Um, our country has pushed a lot into hiding the corner and become a victim. Uh, we don't believe in that. And I don't, I don't believe in that as a sheriff. I'm, I'm going to teach my citizens how to protect themselves. Yes, we're law enforcement. Yes, we're coming. But you know as well as I do with all the years you've worked, sometimes we don't get there quick enough. And, and, you know, it's sad. Yeah. So let's let's make sure our citizens are prepared to do the right thing if they need to. And they're calling us early enough and they know they're not wasting our time because that's our job. And if we get there and it's the best case scenario, great. But if we get there and it's the worst case scenario, we've done the right thing. Yeah, and I think we know that it's proven that we cannot wait. Absolutely. And, and, and I, you know, talk to the kids, talk to my own family. So listen, you got to be like a cockroach, right? you got to be able to get, if you can get away and get out. How many... I always say, how many times have you went in a room and you open the door and you turn on the light and 
stuff is scattering, right? And no matter how hard you try to stomp on one of those cockroaches, they're gone. That's that's what you, as a student, that's what you need to have as a faculty Absolutely. to train. Because, again, sitting there underneath your desk and the door is open, that's not going to have a good end. We just learned that in your vault. Yeah, that's just this terrible situation. Um, but, again, we all know that our counties, state of Florida, throughout the country, we really look at crime rates. How are crime rates reduced? How do we do them effectively with the budgets we have? What are you going to do for Glades Again, County? Blessed at Glades County that they don't really have a huge crime rate, thank God. Yeah. But Glades County is at that, that precipice that you guys went through. We're growing. The population is probably going to double within the next year. And you know what happens when population doubles, crime rates go up. Of course. If you don't put the appropriate preventative measures in place first, then you're playing catch up. And most of us have all been in law enforcement agencies that have to play catch up. My job is to get in there now, make sure that we're educating the commissioners, we're educating the communities on what it takes so we're not having to play catch up so that we can prevent the, the crime from getting dug in. A key point of that is what you said, community policing. I'm a practitioner through the attorney, attorney general's office at crime prevention. Let's get out here and educate. I'm a big proponent of educating your citizens, everybody. Answer the questions. I don't believe in this whole wall of silence that needs to take place. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the problems. Let's talk about what I can do, what I can't do. And if there's something we need to change, then you as a citizen can help me and go to the commissioners and say, hey, we need to change this. You know, it's all about collaboration with the public and really trying to make things happen. But be honest with them. Answer the questions. Have those hard discussions. It's okay. That's, you know, one thing we've stopped doing is, is discussing the hard things because we're worried about hurting somebody's feelings. I've been in law enforcement for 28 years. You, it's kind of hard to hurt my feelings right now. Let's go ahead and talk about it. I'll, I'll tell you what I can do. I'll tell you what I can't do. And we'll come someplace in the middle. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, working with the community, being in law enforcement, being involved, you know, from all the way from the bottom to the top. Let's communicate. Let's talk. Let's figure this out. Let's, you know, be transparent. Absolutely. I think people nowadays are just afraid to pick up the phone and say, let's get this elephant in the room taken care of. Yeah, let's just right? have a conversation let's talk about, about it. Yeah. yeah, call me up. Let me know what's going on. Um, real quick, and this, and this kind of dove, dovetails into this question. How are you going to work with other local law enforcement agencies? How are you going to work with your commissioners? How are you going to work with other stakeholders in the community to give them the information of what your agency is going to need? Right there, communication. I'm not scared to go have that conversation. So let's go have that conversation. First off, let's start having those conversations before you need something. Let's just make a relationship so that we can have the conversation and you can feel comfortable knowing that you can talk to me and say something that maybe I don't agree with, but I'm not going to take it personal. I'm not coming here trying to cut your head off later on. It's okay to, to, to agree to disagree on things. That's how things get done. Or we find in the, the middle ground and work it out. Um, the relationships of local law enforcement, I mean, I don't think I could have a better relationship with my local law enforcement agencies. I mean, Henry County will be one of my connecting agencies. You're part of it. I, I mean, those are my brothers and sisters. They, I've worked with them for years. You know, we have Okeechobee County on the other side. Again, worked with many of them for years. Um, we have Clewiston Police Department, worked with many of them for years. We have Charlotte County. I know a lot of guys up there. It's the same thing, Tim. You can pick up the phone pretty much in any county you go to here in Florida, and you probably have a contact. You probably know somebody who can help you figure something out. Um, commissioners, 
they're all local people in Glades County. And, you know, just sit down and find out what they're looking for and how I can help them achieve their goals and how they can help me achieve my goals, which should be simple. They should be the same goal. Make Glades County the best it can be, period. How is, how is it hard to work with people that have the same goals? It should be a pretty easy thing. Yeah, and I agree. Um, having the experience, being a part of this community for as long as you have, for as long as I have, reaching out and talking to folks from all levels. Yes. Citizens, you know, elected officials, it's something that needs to be done. And, I, and, I, and you know, we, we, we have a little bit of a problem, I think, with, with our email system these days yeah. and, and, and with uh, text messaging, right? Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Let me know. And, and I know, Curtis, and we've known each other for a long time. We pick it up. We pick yeah. it up. If we need, hey, you call me right off and you say, hey, what's going on, Tim? What do you got going? What, what can we do? What can I, how can I help? We've been doing that for years. Yeah. Here's what I'm looking for. Can you help me? Yeah. You know, and you come back, well, I can't do that, but what about this? Right. And we start spitballing right. ideas. Right. Are, are we always going to, are we always going to think the same? Are we always going to yeah. be like-minded? Well, no, we never. We haven't. I mean, I remember talking to you sometimes on our gang task force workups, and I got an idea, and you got a different idea, and you know, we're going back and forth on it, and then ultimately we come to a decision, we make it happen, you know. And and especially when you get two agencies collaborating, we I've had the the pleasure of working with your um, special operations team on multiple occasions, you know. And and Joe Fernandez, man, what a great guy, you know. But Joe, Joe's our heart. This is how it is, and you yeah. know, I and if yeah. you can, I've worked with Joe and and, and learned so much from him. And I, and I think that brings up a, a good point. You do have to be flexible. Absolutely. You do have to listen, right? Listen, learn, and lead, I think, is a great, you know, great way about going about it. Because, you know, if you don't listen to what the community needs, you might have a thought of what it needs. If you don't learn about what the community needs, how are you going to lead? And be open-minded. I mean, you learned in the military just like I did, right? You can't lead unless you can follow. Exactly, exactly. And, and it's good. Now, you're obviously administra administrative skills have enhanced over the years. We know that being a sheriff is not just an enforcer all the time. Absolutely not. Administrative. Tell me a little bit about how you're going to be able to um, – bring your skills to that position as a sheriff. That's one of the things I'm the proudest of. I mean, if anybody who knows me um, from any length of time knows that I was the beginning rookie cop that just chased everything that moved. And, you know, there was no such thing as an administrative skill in me at the beginning of my career. And I've worked hard to build that. You know, I've done a, a large part of my career as a supervisor and supervising other law enforcement officers. You know, um, now I moved up into the administration process when I was doing budgetings and policies and, you know, and then when I've been director of the different associations that I've been involved in, uh, leadership skill is hugely important. And, and the biggest thing I think I've pulled out of all of it, and we've talked about a lot here, is the working with and the collaboration. You know, everybody's not going to think the same way I'm, and Tim's not going to be able to do everything Clay can do, and Clay can't do everything Tim can do. So how can I find out what Tim's skill set is and make his skill set work the best for the common goal of where we're trying to go? That's huge with leadership. And in, and in Glades County, another thing they need for leadership, they need outside-of-the-box thinking. I think my problem-solving skills that we pick up through our tactical training, we run in the SWAT teams where we, we don't know when we pull up on the scene what we're walking into, and all of a sudden we've got to try to figure out how to solve it. I think my ability to think outside of the box, look for solvable reasons, then have those conversations with my friends and my respected um, cohorts that can help me find solutions is the key. 
Um, I can't do it on my own. It's building that team, Tim. It's built. It's team. It's all been team. Everything in my career has been a team. My squad when I was a sergeant made me look good. My my team when I was a team leader made me look good. It's not Curtis Clay. I just throw information out there and they help me make it happen. Um, that's the leadership is to work with your employees, not tell your employees they're working for you if you understand I, i'm totally you know, in agreement i mean I, I i'm never gonna ask anybody to do something i can't do hence i said i'm still a cop i'm gonna get out there and write yeah. citations and work right beside you one of the things that i've done and i you know i've led all the way from you know five members 100 members 200 members up to 700 members when people work with me at the sheriff's office whatever capacity i'm doing i want people to work with me as Tim as the person do things for me because they have trust confidence and faith in my decision respect respect I don't want it to be working for me because I'm the boss I'm yes, the supervisor sir. because you know what happens Curtis is if you're the sheriff and you tell people to do something and they don't respect you and they don't like you they're going to do everything they can right there on the spot but as soon as you turn the other way they're going to be doing something totally different. Malicious compliance. <laughs> right, right. So, and, and, you're, and you're a people person. I think being a people person in a position as a sheriff, um, a position that I'm seeking as supervisor of elections, having the people and having the community and the people within your department, within your office, respect you for who you are. And you can't do it on your own. You Absolutely. need great people around you. I think that's the key, respect and trust. If you're supervisor of elections, if your citizens cannot trust you to run a fair election, you've already lost. I mean, you want your citizens to come in here and vote and believe that their vote's counting, that there's no fraud happening, that you're doing everything in your power. And, and again, your background supports that. Your history supports that you're a trustworthy individual. Shoot back to a sheriff. You got to trust that I'm in here doing what I need to do for you. Mama's got to know when I'm taking their baby to jail because they did something wrong. It's only because he's done something and I have to, number one. And number two, that we're going to do our dangest to figure out why they're doing that and fix the underlying problems because jail is not the answer. We know that jail is not the answer for everything. Even when they go to jail, we still got to fix the problem and get out there, let the community see that and not be scared to have those conversations, not be scared to go tell, you know, Johnny bad boys, mom and dad. Hey, Johnny did this. I know he's your baby. I know you think he's innocent, but he did this. Let's figure out how we can make sure we don't do this again. You know, let's make a productive citizen. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, and make those changes. Um, great stuff. Um, one last thing. What do you think the biggest and largest issue in law enforcement in general in the next five to 10 years is going to be? And we, we, we might be currently seeing it now. But we've talked about the retention and, and recruitment and people don't want to be cops anymore. You know, public service is is gone away. Um, you know, we're not teaching our, our young adults anymore about how to go out and be part of a community and serve their community. And because we're not teaching them that, they're not seeking those type of positions. I mean, Think about it. You know where we came from, what we got. How many people want to go out and be a law enforcement officer and be hated when they put the uniform on because they put a uniform on? And that was the national narrative for a long time. I think that's hurting us. Um, I think we, we have to, in law enforcement, we have to earn that respect back. We've got to show the citizens what we were originally. You know, we were peacekeepers. We were here for the people. That's what we should have been the whole time. Some of us have scarred us. 
Um, some citizens have started to hate us and we just got to rebuild that. That's my fear that I think in the next five years, that's our biggest issue is to retain and recruit new law enforcement officers that want to come do the job for the right reasons. Yeah. And I think it goes back to when you're a kid, right? When you're a kid, you would ask a kid, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Chances are, we hope they don't say firemen right now. I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) All you firemen out there, we love you. Um, But a fireman or a policeman, right? Yep. You know, of course, they they, they want to be in the NBA and yes. NFL, but the, you know, we want to bring that back. Yeah, and 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 I think, I think we can do it, right? I I think we have the ability, and and I think a lot of your kids out there, and and we know because we work in the schools, we've worked you know with kids all of our lives. So when you have a kid, and how does it feel when someone comes up comes back to you, Curtis, real quick, off kind of a semi off subject here but how's it feel when you have a kid that comes up to you and says man i was going the wrong way and curtis deputy clay you changed my life how does that feel at first it makes you feel very old (laughs) you know but then afterwards you know it gives you the warm and fuzzies inside and you know i've got some of my kids throughout the state of florida i mean i've got my high school kids all over the place on the job man working on the job i've got a young guy up in in chipley florida that started the same program criminal justice program that we had there in clueston that he graduated from makes you feel oh my you succeeded you know if you could if, if there's one kid that you helped turn around you won tim everyone on top of that is just an, another award you know and i know it's corny and people hear me tell the story all the time but if it wasn't for my school resource officer my wrestling coach i know i would have been in prison and if i can just prevent one or two kids from falling down the road that they prevented me from going down i've won i'm blessed I, i've done the right thing and and you know that's been my feelings throughout my entire career that's still my feelings today now i just want to try to make life as good as i can for my kids and my grandkids and, and my community that i live in that i'm going to retire in and you know and i believe that i have the skill sets and the drive really and the, the, the passion it. to make this happen and you know and if the citizens of glades county select me and, and make that choice I, I think we're going to do some big things well curtis i really appreciate you coming down uh, on the 239 podcast appreciate you having uh, me sheriff clay sounds good got a great ring to it you're an amazing person a fun guy to talk to we've always had a great time we've known each other for a long time we've we've been in the the trenches together for a long time and i appreciate you and everything you're doing currently in your current position protecting the kids there's no better thing to be doing than protecting our kids and what you inspire to do in your campaign as the sheriff of glades county thank you so much thank you for having me tim i appreciate you and you keep up the good work you got to you had an honorable race here. You know, elections are very important. We all learned that recently in the last presidential election, how much everybody was fearing um, elections being distorted and, and gypped. And, and, you know, you're the right guy for that job because, you know, your integrity is above all, man. Thank you so much. It means the world. All right, 239, Uncensored Everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And we are out. We do a little fist bump in there. Curtis, all right. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. That was fun.